This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Reds Hot Stove Room. The Reds are on the radio. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by... The Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grill, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, JTM Food Group, MSA Architects, Thompson McConnell Cadillac, and by Document Destruction. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by... And this one belongs to the Reds! CBTS, a Cincinnati Bell Company, technology solutions for business. Your Tri-State Chevy dealers. Check out Chevy's award-winning lineup only at your Tri-State Chevy dealers. The Healthcare Management Group, greater care for greater Cincinnati. And by Woody Sander Ford, I-75 at Mitchell Avenue, right in the middle of everywhere. Now, the Reds Hot Stove League on News Radio 700 WLW, the home of the Reds. For the final time in this offseason, a pleasant good evening, everyone. We're at the Holy Grail Banks, we've been pointing toward this program. It is a final Hot Stove League program, and we were here and all prepared to talk about before opening day tomorrow. But if you're a baseball fan, you're a Reds fan, Jim Day, I think people are aware now that something has occurred uh, tomorrow that has not occurred for this ball club since 1966, and that is having opening day rained out. People have always asked the question, well, why do they take an off day after the first game of the year? I mean, why do they need an off day so soon? For this very reason. No one does opening day like Cincinnati, and there are so many festivities that you need a whole day blocked out for it. Mother Nature, in case she shows up, what she has, we'll do it on Friday. Well, we'll do our best public relations job to inform people about what's going on Friday. And in effect, nothing will change. But we'll get into that a little bit later on because uh, we've got a guy here who has been crying in his beer since the Virginia Cavaliers were beaten in the NCAA (laughs) tournament like I was when North Carolina got beat. And that is the Reds general manager, the man who heads up the baseball operation, Dick Williams. Dick? Thanks for having me. And, if you know, if you told me that... With XU, UC, and UVA in the tournament to root for, I had two number one seeds and a number two seed that I wouldn't have a single team in the Sweet 16, I wouldn't have believed. And you came up short in every respect. Well, it allowed me to start focusing on baseball earlier. That's good. Okay, as I said, this team has not been rained out on opening day since 1966 when they had the first three games of that season rained out at, uh, at, uh, at that time, Crosley Field against the New York Mets. Now, how does this impact your ball club? We talk so much about not needing a fifth starter until the 9th of April. That disappears now, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It changes things. It makes it interesting. You know, we, um, we came out of the gates expecting to have four starters go through the rotation twice because of the off day. And then 10 days into the season, you're allowed to bring back players from option. Right. And so that's when you could mix in uh, a fifth starter. Start with eight eight man bullpen. Um, we don't have that flexibility anymore, and that's that's part of the game. That's what you deal with. Uh, there's a lot of other things that um, you know play into deciding whether or not you can get opening day in. And I think even if we tried tomorrow, it looks like there was a high likelihood we would have ended up in the same boat, needing those five starters. So we moved into gear today, planning for that. 
And um, is it safe to say that that situation is still up in the air as we talk here tonight? Yeah, we're uh, we've got some ideas of how we'll attack it. The good thing is we've got options. You know, we've got some players that we think had good springs uh, that can that can fill that starting role. And, you know, an extra day without a game gives me an extra day to play the waiver wire and look out there and see if we can find something from the outside to improve the ball club. But I think what you'll see is um, internally we'll fill that fifth starter spot, and uh, it may have an effect on how our bullpen's comprised. If you had a young pitcher going on opening day, the uh, extra 24 hours of anticipation might bother that player, but not much bothers Homer Bailey, even though this will be his first opening day start so if you're going to have anyone go you would want a veteran to deal with this situation yeah i was actually there today homer poked his head in when i was in brian's office and he he uh, he heard it on the radio first usually you think we'd get it to the player but but we found out about you know that it was finalized pretty soon before it came out and so he heard it on the radio poked his head and he's like oh man Um, but you know he knows exactly what he has to do to get ready he was more upset about the fact that he was wearing these ugly gray sweatpants because they couldn't find his uh, pants from the return trip from Goodyear. Are you satisfied with the makeup of this club? Yeah. You know, I, you, you always want to make it better. Um, but I am pleased with the group that, we, that we're breaking camp with. I'm encouraged by the performance of the, the young uh, starters in spring training. We certainly saw some nice offensive uh, performances by some young guys that we're counting on to be a big part of this team going forward. Really up and down the, the lineup, you saw a lot of production. And, uh, you know, guys played like they belong. I mean, overall, the numbers could have been better out of the out of the staff. But, you know, that was a, a, a big function of some of the guys that were on the margins trying to make the team. Um, most of the guys that I wanted to see pitch well really did. This whole thing boils down to the young pitching. Uh, hopefully everyone you run out there uh, gain something from at times getting their brains beat out last year and at other times pitching uh, the way you want a major league pitcher to pitch. But it's no secret, this is the year that this team has to show the fans that this situation is beginning to turn itself around. That's absolutely the goal this year is to take that step forward, um, give people confidence in the vast majority of our roster. We know there'll still be holes to fill next year. But right now, it's about making sure that you have enough building blocks to move forward. Signing Tucker Barnhart, signing Suarez, uh, we're steps in that direction. We need guys on the pitching staff to step up right. like those position players have and, and, and show us that they're worthy of those kind of commitments. I was very encouraged by the last quarter of the season last year, the last eight starts by Romano, Molly, Stevenson. You know, we, we've talked about um, the numbers that they put up, and that's, that's great, but they've got to carry it over. They've got to build on it. Um, I don't want to put it all on their shoulders because, you know, as soon as you start focusing on just one area of the team, then, you know, another area might drop off. You know, we had very good offensive performances last year that we've got to replace or repeat. Joey was great. You know, Zach had a great year. But we think uh, that's another area of the club where, uh, you know, we're very optimistic. So um, the young starters are, are, are ready for the challenge. I think it's their time, and they need to show us that they can take it on. You throw the spring numbers out, but you look back at the spring. Jesse Winker had a terrific spring. Scott Shevler was your hottest hitter uh, during the spring. You've got a four-man outfield rotation that you guys have talked about. That's four guys for three spots. Brian Price has said he can get enough playing time to make all four happy, but let's face it, a Major League Baseball player wants to play every day. Do you think you can keep four guys happy? Well, it's about, it's about winning. It's about putting the club in the best position to win. And if we're winning and performing well, I think those four will be happy. 
you know, they're, they're, their skills complement each other, and I think they realize it. you got speed in that group, but then you have other guys that are station to station. You have, you have better defenders. You have guys that are right-handed, guys that are left-handed, a switch hitter. So it, it really makes it a much more effective roster when you can mix and match. We've seen the Cubs do it. When you've got guys that, are, that don't have the ego about having to play one position for 162 games, it's great when you have a Joey Votto that you can pencil in. But for the most part, other players have weaknesses in their game. And to be able to mix and match so that on any given day you can minimize the amount of weaknesses on the field, that's the kind of roster I want to build. That's what you know. some of these other guys like Peraza and Suarez – you know, these young athletic guys that can move around the field, Philip Irvin, that's what they're going to be able to do for us. Dick, we're out of time. You've done your due diligence, pal. You've shown up tonight. <laughs> You've chatted with us, and now you can go home to your brood, and uh, we'll see you either tomorrow or Friday. I guess we have an off day tomorrow. but I guess we'll, we do. We'll work out a little bit. You guys are letting me off very easy tonight. Thanks for having me. Okay, pal. Thanks very much Thanks, for Dave. being with us. Dick Williams, Heads Up Baseball Operations, General Manager. Uh, we're going to open this thing up to you folks here and to you folks who are listening. If you have questions you want to ask Jim and I between now and the time we wrap up our final Hot Stove League program, we will indeed do it. We're going to take a break. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League live from the Holy Grail Banks presented by Budweiser. Stay with us. Reds fans, Mike Castrucci Ford in Milford and Alexandria or Mike Castrucci Chevrolet has a special deal for you tomorrow. If you buy any new Ford or Chevrolet, you get two tickets to Red's opening day, and you'll be entered to win two diamond seats. That's right. Any vehicle, new vehicle purchase comes with two opening day tickets, which is now on Friday, and the chance to win two diamond seats for opening day only at Mike Castrucci Automotive. 749-7000, 1-800-THE-BIG-1, 1-800-843-2441, the numbers to call if... Uh, you want to chat about the uh, the rainout tomorrow, the opening day that will kick off at 410 officially uh, with a lot of pregame stuff, as it always is the case for opening day in Cincinnati, one of which is the 7th Annual Reds Community Fund Charity Block Party will kick off Friday at 11 a.m. on Joe Nuxall Way, Freedom and Way in Walnut Street with free admission for everybody. And new for this year, the Block Party Concert Stage will be located just south of the National Underground Railroad Freedom Center on Freedom Way with expanded viewing area and tailgate games uh, on the Sing the Queen City event lawn. For additional information, visit reds.com slash block party. Other things that uh, need to be addressed, uh, we mentioned the community fund charity block party beginning at 11. 210 on Friday, the ballpark gates will open. At 3.30, the pregame on-field ceremonies begin, and then the 142nd opening day game will commence the Reds and the Nationals beginning at 4.10 on Friday. Those of you holding tickets for tomorrow's game may present that same ticket on Friday with no exchange necessary. And for fans holding tickets who cannot attend Friday's rescheduled game, the tickets may be exchanged for any remaining 2018 regular season home games subject to to availability. You know what? It's a tough situation, obviously, with the rain. It really you look is. At the, the weather reports, and it says 100% rain of, of most of the weather services that I've checked. And 
I think kudos to the Reds to making the announcement early because you don't want to wake up tomorrow with everyone driving in from out of town, et cetera, people taking off of work. It gives people enough time to try to alter their plans and certainly not drive in. The block party is huge here. You don't want people standing in the rain, although it's going to be a little colder on Friday, but no rain in the forecast. Um, So really, it was a tough situation, but I think the right call. I can tell you this from having been around a 1,000 years. I mean, after Doubleday used to come over to my house and eat fried chicken. Um, (laughs) I've worked under ownerships, and this goes back into the 70s, that thought nothing of bringing people in from West Virginia or way down in eastern Kentucky or way out in Indiana or somewhere far from Ohio and let them sit there for three, four hours and have the game called off. Nothing worse than that. And they prided themselves on never having a game rained out, only a handful of games rained out in the entire history of Riverfront Stadium, not caring one iota about the inconvenience of fans. And that's Mm -hmm. the reason why I think that uh, echoing your sentiments, Steve, uh, the Castellini family and, and all the rest of the folks involved had to make the call. It was not an easy call to no. make because you're talking about opening day. Right. But uh, God knows they made the right call, and I think the rain that we will continue to get into tomorrow, even if it stopped tomorrow at 10 o'clock, that outfield, which is not covered, would be an absolute quagmire. Right. It's going to be a little bit testy on Friday to big anyway. Well, people that come in from out of town, I you know, on social media, they ask me all the time, when it's raining on game days, hey, what do you think? Should I drive in? I'm like, well, I don't want to answer that question for you. I don't know what's going to happen with the rain. But this eliminates that. You, you, you don't want people driving in. You certainly don't want them sitting in the ballpark for hours waiting for the rain to stop, not knowing if it's going to stop. So a tough situation, and they made the best decision I think they could have. That they did. We've got a caller from Mainville. Denny, you have the incredible honor, and I can't underline that word enough, of being our first and hopefully not our last caller on this, the final Hot Stove League program. What in the heck is on your mind? Well, Marty, it's a privilege to get to speak with you. And Thank you. I, I have to ask you, where are you at with Billy Hamilton? I mean, we know he has a lot of talents and things, but he's just about a guaranteed out in the lineup. And how much longer do you think the Reds can continue uh, with this type of situation? I, my, my gut feeling is that their patience is not going to be as long in 2018 as it has been the previous years. And i got to be honest with you, and I said on the radio a number of times in Arizona, I don't see a whole lot of difference in Billy Hamilton right now from the Billy Hamilton I saw last year. I don't think this club is going to go the entire year Uh, playing him on a daily basis if we don't see some measure of improvement in his game offensively. Well, I agree with you. It's just nice to hear somebody say it and somebody of your stature to also see it and say it. uh, Makes me have a lot of optimism for this year. Well, let's hope so. I think we all feel like uh, if these young pitchers step up and and the maturation process uh, has reached a point now where they're going to be productive and not get rattled when things go, don't go their way, then this club's got a chance to have a year that I think would be satisfying to a lot of people. Well, I agree with you. I've been a season ticket holder for a lot of years. And, God bless you. And, you know, yeah, we get disappointed, and we keep hoping every year's better. And, and I agree with you that this is the year that 
resonate to show all of us that things are going to change. Well, let's hope so. Denny, thanks for your call, pal. Thanks, Marty. You know, we talk about all the things that will remain the same Friday uh, had the game been played tomorrow. And uh, could the concessionaire, the, the Reds have, Delaware North, they will be adding fish to the menus around the ballpark for Good Friday. How about that? You know, Fr- they got all the bases covered. This they has do. obviously been well thought out. Uh, Frisch's famous fish sandwich will be served at Frisch's two concession stands. La Rosa's will be serving cheese pizza. And the clubs and suites will offer additional fish options as well. Doesn't get a whole lot better than that. No. But I got news for you. If you're not Roman Catholic, it doesn't make any difference. This is true. But there are a lot of Roman Catholic Reds fans, particularly in Cincinnati. Duh. Uh, Well, thank you, Captain Obvious. Thank you. Uh, But, hey, it's just covering all your bases, you know. I know that. It's a tough situation, and they're trying to make the best of it. And having opening day on Good Friday, which I don't know has ever happened, um, you know, you just got to roll with it. And kudos to Delaware North and Frisch's for stepping up. La Rosa's as well. Uh, 749-7000, 1-800-843-2441. Dial us up, and we'll chat baseball with you until the top of the hour. The Reds Hot Stove League back live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Enter Scooter's Scooter Sweepstakes for your chance to win Scooter Jeanette's Yamaha Zuma 125 Scooter. The one-of-a-kind Scooter was presented to Scooter in recognition of his five-hit, four-home run, 10-RBI game back on June 6th of last year. Only $10 per entry. All proceeds benefit the Reds Community Fund. See official rules at reds.com slash scooter. It's the Reds Hot Stove League. We're live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. With Marty Brenneman, I am merely Jim Day. Thank you for joining us. We got a big crowd here on the eve of eve of opening day now. And we have a live mic question. Live mic question. Wonder upon wonders. Fire it out there. Hello. So there's been a lot of talk about starting day pitchers. What about the bullpen? That's a great question. Jimmy, what about the bullpen? Well, the bullpen um, should be better for a few reasons. One, you've got one of the best closers in the back end, Rysel Iglesias. Uh, once Michael Lorenzen is back, he's been a proven uh, commodity in the bullpen. Uh, one of the quiet signings of the offseason was Jared Hughes and David Hernandez. Um, David Hernandez has a little bit of a shoulder problem, which shouldn't be a, a big factor. But Jared Hughes was a huge signing for this club. Uh, he's got a track record in Major League Baseball. He's a sinker ball pitcher. He doesn't give up very many home runs. Induces a lot of ground balls. It plays very well in this ballpark. In fact, over his career as an opponent, he's pitched well in this ballpark. So he's going to solidify things down there a little bit. You've got a year of growth of other guys that have been in the organization. And let's hope that the starters are better and will go deeper into games because they wore this bullpen out by June last year. So if they have a better starting staff, which I think they will, that's going to make it a better bullpen as well. So I think on paper, at least, everything is better than a year ago. And here's another one. Yes, uh, I just want to know who you guys are most excited to see this year or who you think the biggest surprise player would be. That's a good question because all the guys that, uh, other than certain extra players, uh, the cast of characters is pretty much the same. I'm I'm looking forward to to watching Luis Castillo from day one, uh, watching Tyler Malley from day one, uh, although he got... He got lit up 
Uh, he did. That was a tough night to pitch in Texas. That wind was blowing out about 20 miles per hour. I mean, he got hit around a little bit, but um, I don't think it's anything to worry about. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to seeing both these guys pitch. Yeah, I am too. I, I would echo that. Uh, I'm really excited about uh, the future for Luis Castillo and Tyler Malley and even Sal Romano with a year under his belt. We didn't know anything about Sal or any of these guys a year ago. Now we have a little bit of a track record, and we've seen them in spring. Um, I'm also excited um, to see what Jesse Winker can do. Right, um, that's good. Good point. Um, good he's point. a guy that had a 3.75 on base percentage last year in about 47 games. Uh, he's a pure hitter. You're going to like because he works the count and spreads the ball around the ballpark and gives you professional bats each time. And I don't know when it's going to happen, but sometime in the future, whether it's this year or beyond, Nick Senzel, you are going to love this kid. This yeah. is a pure baseball player, a pure hitter, a hustler, a hard worker. This guy's earmarked for stardom. He's going to be really, really good. So whenever he gets here, I'm excited about that as well. Thanks for your questions. We've got Jim and Dayton and David and Kettering standing by. Stay with us, guys. We'll be getting back to you. Uh, the Red Hot Stove League back live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. Stick around. Once again, Reds fans, Mike Castrucci Ford in Milford and Alexandria or Mike Castrucci Chevrolet has a special deal for you tomorrow. Buy any new Ford or Chevrolet and get two tickets to Reds opening day and be entered to win two diamond seats. Any new vehicle purchase comes with two, I said two, opening day tickets and the chance to win those two diamond seats for opening day only at Mike Castrucci Automotive. All right, let's go to Dayton. Jim, you're on the Red Hot Stove League. Thanks for waiting. Hey, Jim and Marty. It's good to talk to you. Thanks for taking my call. Jim, I am looking forward to hearing you on the radio, and uh, I think it's going to be a fun year. I also want to say that I believe the Reds are going to have a much better than expected uh, offensive team and even a little better pitching but uh, I know that uh, La Rosa's is doing their uh, thing where they have 10 strikeouts and you get pizza. Uh, I would kind of like to see if uh, the Reds would be looking to possibly do something like uh, give away something for at least six runs a game or giving up less than four runs a game, and that would be a promotion. And I think it could eventually uh, work in the Reds' advantage for having the fans behind that. What do you think? Well, I would agree with uh, any type of promotion like that that fans get excited about. I believe it's 11 strikeouts um, during the season. I think it's 11. Um, But the fans in the stands know that it's happening. When they're on that 10th strikeout and there's two strikeouts on the batter and they start playing that LaRosa's music in between pitches – uh, the fans, you know, get up for it. Even in a game that the Reds might be losing, it is something for the fans to get excited and get behind. So any promotion like that, I'd be for. Yeah, I, I think that would really charge, uh, get people charged up and maybe, uh, you know, uh, get the pitchers and the batters more involved in trying to reach a goal. And I'm one that believes that, you know, if you improve your average one point a day eventually that's going to be better for the your entire season so if you just do one thing just one one percentage point better you're going to improve and i think an incentive 
to get the fans behind, you know, uh, scoring more than five or six rounds a game and holding the other team with it under four would be an incentive for the team and would uh, work out in the favor of the Reds. Jim, we'll pass it along. We appreciate your call, pal. Okay, thank you, Marty. You betcha. Let's go to Kettering. David, you're on the Red Sox so blue. Hey, hi, guys. I like that suggestion. That makes a, uh, some sense. Marty, I, I want to say thank you to you personally. Uh, are you there? Yes, sir, I'm here. I want to say thank you to you personally. I, st- I began listening to AM radio uh, baseball broadcasts in 1994 uh, 95, Minneapolis, Herb Carneal, and I believe it's John Gordon with the Minnesota That's Twins. That's correct, yeah. And uh, that might have been WCCO out there. And I returned back here to Dayton after graduating from the U of M, the real U of M. And, uh, yeah, man. And, uh, you know, I started listening to the Reds. It was the first game when Danny Grace walked about 10 guys, and he still managed to give up only two runs. Not Danny Graves, Steve Avery, when he was pitching with the Reds. Right. And I listened, you know, like I would books on tape. I listen to books on tape. You know, I know you read and you like to read, et cetera, things yeah. like that. But I've listened, and I've been listening to it for years. And, and there's a plot to every game. People have alluded to this before. And the characters change, the drama, you know, it couldn't be written, you know, in a screenplay in Hollywood. You just couldn't do it. And the... The amount of time we spend listening to baseball gives us time to be quiet. We're not a quiet people in large part, but when we're listening to the Reds on radio and we're that quiet listening to that and it's sharing those feelings with one another quietly, that's something very different. And you've provided that for a lot of people for many, many years, and I look forward to it. And Boy, I don't know what I'll do when you're not doing it, Marty. I'll be around for a while. I really appreciate your comments, David. They're very, very kind. Thank you very much. Well, I would echo that. You've provided the soundtrack for many childhoods and adulthoods, and I was one of them. And no sport plays better on radio. And this is coming from a guy that's been on TV primarily. No sport plays better on radio than baseball. There's an art form to painting the picture of which you have painted over the years. And I know you don't like me to talk about stuff like this, but it's true, man. Yeah, but Uh, let let me interrupt you a moment because... At the same time, you said all that, and I appreciate it. You and I are working together. And I know you're not kissing my butt by saying no. all that. But you are quick to tell people that I'm not the same guy that you thought I was when you used to listen to me. <laughs> well, you know, I've, you want to expand upon that? Well, probably not. Pro- well, no, I probably I'll, I'll hold back. I'll hold back on that. <laughs> I'm just a regular guy. I mean, what can I tell you? No, you're beyond regular. It's it, actually it's irregular when the the mic's not on. I but that's a whole other story. We've tried to get you to write that book. We're gonna. Hey, he's got to write the book one day. You want to talk about a bestseller? He's a guy that could write it. Yeah. Explore the evolution of Reds and MLB uniforms in Reds Threads, a new exhibit at the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. Reds Threads, presented by Dinsmore, features over 12 uniform items, including jerseys, jackets, pants, and caps, and traces the history of Reds uniforms back to the 1869 Red Stockings. Also featured in the exhibit are displays that explore unique and unusual uniform styles from throughout baseball history. So plan your visit at redsmuseum.com, .org, .org. And you're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, live from the Holy Grail Banks, presented by Budweiser. 
We're back for the final five or so minutes of this final Hot Stove League program. Uh, off day, I mean, uh, opening day was tomorrow. It's been postponed because of the inclement weather that is expected and that we are currently having. It will be 4-10, first pitch on Friday afternoon. Homer Bailey versus Max Scherzer in Union, Kentucky. Mike, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Hello, Mike. You. Mike, talk to me. Okay. Uh, Billy Hamilton. He's... Hello? Mike, Mike, talk to me and turn your uh, radio down. Well, I don't have the radio on. I'm away from the radio. I apologize. Can you hear Go me ahead. now? Yeah, I hear you. Hey, Billy Hamilton is a defensive first player. He should. He reminds me of guys in the 60s and 70s who were batting 7th and 8th because they were great defensive players. That's where he should bat for the Reds. He should not bat first until he proves that he can do it. And for the first four years, he has not. When he's not in the lineup, or um, since he's not batting leadoff, I have Jesse Winker in there every day that he is in the game. When he's not, I would say Peraza. I would just get your opinion on that. Well, I agree with everything you say about Billy Hamilton. I think you're going to see Jesse Winker bat leadoff if Billy shows early that it's the same Billy Hamilton that we watched the last three years, I don't think they're going to live with that. Do you believe that uh, Billy is Billy going to be batting leadoff on I, opening day? I think on opening day he'll yeah. be batting leadoff, yes. Uh, I think that's a mistake. He's got to prove it first. No, I think they're going to give him a chance to prove he's either worthy of it or he's not worthy of it so he can't come back and say, I didn't get an opportunity. Okay, okay. I got one, one quick thing to add. Make it quick. I got a, I got a challenge for all Reds fans. Since I read, fans have a tendency to sit at the ball game and wait for something to happen before they make any noise. Let's make some noise and encourage these guys before when they come up to the plate. Thank you. You're my main man, Mike. Thanks very much for your call. we got to go over a few things before we wrap it up again. Reds Community Fund Charity Block Party will be at 11 a.m. on Friday. Ballpark gates will open at 2.10. Pre-game ceremonies on the field start at 3.30 First pitch will be at 4:10. Fans holding tickets for tomorrow's game may present their same ticket on Friday with no exchange necessary. And for fans holding tickets who cannot attend Friday's rescheduled game, the tickets may be exchanged for any remaining 2018 regular season home game subject to availability. I think we can tell you without fear of argument that the weather will be much, much, much better on Friday won't be as warm. I think the high temperature Friday is somewhere in the neighborhood of 53, 54 degrees. But absence of rain, I think anybody would take that. No question about it. There's nothing worse than sitting around waiting for a rain delay to come out or to end. And the block party here, uh, they should be rocking and rolling right outside the Holy Grail banks here. And uh, ready to get it kicked off, Marty. The anticipation, just 24 hours more, but it should be a good one. Well, we're in spring training all that time. Quite honestly, from my perspective, it's too long. Uh, I'd like to think that sometime down the road they'll figure out a way to shorten spring training. Um, And I got a feeling that next spring is going to be, as far as time is concerned, about the same start time next year as it was this year. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I think probably we're looking at starting on uh, having opening day on Thursday. That'll probably be in the books for a number of years. Uh, But it is what it is. There's nothing we can do about that. That's the way the contract negotiation turned out, the CBA agreement between the owners and the players. And uh, it doesn't take away from the fact 
that you've got opening day coming, although it's not going to be tomorrow. It'll be Friday. And let us not forget the Finley Market Parade will take place on Monday. It's not opening day, but it's still no less one of the bigger events surrounding opening day that makes it so unique in the city of Cincinnati. Opening day so big, let's do it twice. That's it's a, a 4-10 game on Monday against the Cubs, so why not? Let's just do it twice. Yep, and again, the Reds are going to need a fifth starting pitcher. That's up in the air. Mm-hmm. We don't know who that's going to be on Tuesday, but they got to come up with somebody rather than waiting on April the 9th when Brandon Finnegan or whoever it might be will make that start in Pittsburgh. I think the Reds are much better. Uh, they're able to handle a situation of injuries or a lack of an off day much better than they were a year ago at this time because they've got some guys with more experience and some better arms. Yeah, and you made the point about Nick Senzel. I, I, I truly believe that he'll be up here, mm-hmm. and I think he'll be up here sometime in the first couple of months. I really, truly believe that. Well, I, if, if he's an everyday, or not an everyday, if he's a Major League Baseball caliber player now, why waste at bats at AAA? No, and, I, and I, based on what we saw in spring training, yep. he can play up here right now without any question right at all. Yep. Right now. Well, we want to thank everybody who uh, came out and, Witnessed our program up close and personal throughout the uh, cold winter months, uh, and I don't. We don't have enough time to uh, uh, offer up the thanks uh, to the folks here at the Holy Grail Banks, most particularly Jimmy Mooring and and the other guys who are involved in the ownership. They've treated us uh, in incredible fashion. We look forward to doing this program here rather than doing it in a stale radio studio where we don't have nearly uh, the up close and personal. Uh, relationships with the fans that show up and uh it would not be possible without the uh the great treatment that we get from jim mooring and the folks here at the holy grail banks this is a first class operation uh if you've never been here by all means avail yourself the opportunity of showing up because it's a great sports bar Uh, they do a wonderful job and uh the first thing i said to him when i showed up tonight was we're back here again next year aren't we he said yes you are and that's the answer I was looking for. So uh, we got a long season of baseball to play, but we know we're going to be here come next year. Can't wait, Marty. Cannot wait. Let's get it going. Opening day on Friday. Not tomorrow, but still it will be a big day on Friday. The Reds and uh, the Washington Nationals. Thanks to all of you folks who showed up. And go Reds.